Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We made it to a Friday. It's a meat Friday. And we're fully assembled, sort of. Seton joining us from his home. Don't call it a comeback, but I think Seton probably looking at the results, most valuable Danette, and figuring this could be your Willis Reed moment. Or it could be Paul Pierce, where they took him off just so he could use the bathroom and come back. But we know you've been down, you've been out, but you're back, at least for today. And we're really proud of you. How about a round of applause for Seton O'Connor? Thanks, Rally. Couldn't Mar- do it without you guys. Marvin, are you applauding? Okay. I, I, I couldn't hear it. It was drowned out. Uh, what would you say what percentage you are today, Seton? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm about, uh, I'd say 85. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Did the most valuable Danette voting have anything to do with you coming back on Friday and not waiting until maybe Monday? I, it, Monday was very appealing. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Monday was like, man, that sounds about right. That sounds like about the right time frame. Did this week <laughs> help or hurt your candidacy for most valuable down? <laughs> candidacy. Well, I, you know, I feel like it really hurt, as a matter of fact. Mm. Um, and I learned some things about uh, the role I've taken on this year mm. in that, you know, McLovin, I feel like always got the most hate mail yes. of of anybody and it turns out this week i feel like i'm actually occupying his seat in more than one way because it turns out there are a lot of people that don't like me and i feel like <laughs> man i've really i've what? really stepped up this year wait what is there to 
to not like. I'm, I'm, I'm missing something. I've been wondering that myself, Dan. Yeah. Um, but it turns out I rub a lot of people the wrong way. And I feel like, you know what? I'm actually doing the job better than I thought I did. So that I feel like actually helps my MBD. Okay. And least valuable. Definitely. Most improved, least improved. And voting will close next week. By the way, it is a Meet Friday. Chad is here from Traeger. Chad and his sous chef, Julie. Oh. And I got in early today because I thought, all right. He told me what he thought the menu was going to be. Oh, it's a menu. We got uh, smoked shrimp cocktail, smoked salmon, herb-crusted standing rib roast, we got slow-roasted porchetta, and we have green beans, eggnog bread pudding with bourbon sauce, <laughs> cranberry old-fashioned cocktails. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Wow. That's a feast. Feast of resistance. But uh, come on in. Stay a while. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show, and the Traeger Holiday Sale. Shop the hottest deals of the season and uh, save up to $400 on select grills and more. Check out Traeger.com slash DP Show. Remember, use the code DP Show to get free shipping. Last night, San Francisco 49ers did what they're supposed to do. They handled the Seahawks. They clinched the NFC West. And Brock Purdy... Battling through an injury, looked really good to start, and then kind of held on after that. But you start to look at the Niners, and you have to look at the bigger picture here. How do you stack them up against the Eagles or the Cowboys? I guess you got to throw the Vikings in there. Anybody else, you probably have three teams that can go to the Super Bowl in the NFC if they get into a shootout. Now, that's a big if because that Niners defense is great and was great again last night, holding another opponent under 15 points. If they get into a shootout with Dallas or Philadelphia, can they survive? That'll be the one thing that I want to keep an eye on. But they did what they needed to do, got the win. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites there. And uh, here is Brock Purdy on the team effort. It's special and everything, but man, honestly, I'm just like another component. I'm another piece to this team um, in terms of a guy coming in, just doing what he's asked of. You know, um, I'm the quarterback. I have to make decisions. I trust in how the coaches teach me throughout the week. Here's his coach talk, talking about Purdy uh, battling through injury. The injury he had last week and for him to be ready to go today, which still you could tell in, in pregame warm-ups, you know, a number of things that were really tough for him. And for him to be able to just play, let alone to play the way he did, protect the ball. Um, I knew he, he struggled to move a little bit at times, but there at the end for um, that third and one for him to be able to run and move the chains there. They had a lot of respect for him before that game, but a lot more now. Yeah, I was a little nervous or concerned about Brock Purdy playing last night because I thought, all right, let's think bigger picture here. Even if you lost that game, you'd still be a game ahead of Seattle. And you're a better team than Seattle. I just didn't know how much he was risking a bigger injury, maybe a, a, a more sustaining injury if he played last night. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing, put him in there. But also, with that defense, you're not asking Brock Purdy to get into a shootout with anybody right now. McCaffrey looks great. Debo's going to be rested in a couple of weeks when he comes back. Ayuk, Kittle, 21 points. That's good. You know, that's all you need right now. And I think having you know Kyle Shanahan putting Brock Purdy into situations where he 
can succeed. And it doesn't, the moment doesn't seem too big for him. I mean, you already went, I, I would say, toe-to-toe with Tom Brady, but you didn't. Um, but you were there on the field with Brady, and you looked really good. You looked really comfortable. And even last night, started out, and he looked really good. But if you get into that shootout, are you capable of putting up 28, 35 points? Because Philadelphia and Dallas are capable of doing that. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Operator Tyler standing by for your phone calls. David Spade will join us coming up a little bit later on. He's got a podcast with Dana Carvey. And the anniversary of Chris Farley's death 25 years ago. And uh, Spade will join us coming up a little bit later on. Rich Eisen from the NFL Network will join us as well. Three games tomorrow, afternoon and evening. Colts, Vikes, Ravens, Browns, Dolphins, and the Bills. Uh, give me a weather update here, Paulie. It feels like anytime I mention the Dolphins and the Bills, we got to uh, act like Jim Cantore here from the Weather Channel. Yeah, it looks like lake effect snow remains in effect from 7 p.m. this evening to 1 p.m. Eastern Sunday for Buffalo. Hmm. Now, here's the big deal. It could either hit big or hit you know, light. Obviously, those are the two options. But total <laughs> snow ac- accumulations of one to two feet in the most affected areas. According to my people on the ground in Buffalo, though, oh. it could, you know, it could alter just a, you know, a few miles from one area of Buffalo to another area. It could be six inches in one area, two feet in another. Okay. I know that doesn't help you a lot. No, it does not. But it's to be cold, breezy, and snowy on Saturday night. Okay. But Dolphins, Bills, I was looking at the over-under with the Ravens and the Browns. 38 points. Yikes. Ravens are uh, getting three against the Browns, but uh, backup quarterback with the Ravens and uh, Deshaun Watson with his third game there with the Cleveland Browns, but the over-under is 38. Has there been a game with a a lower over-under than 38 points this year? We're, we're checking. I couldn't even find, I couldn't find a 37, but I have to look back a little more. But that is, anything south of 40 is low for the NFL. Seton O'Connor. Sort of off topic or like random left field comment, but mm. do you think in modern times the NFL would put a franchise in Buffalo? If they were expanding right now, <laughs> do you think that they would still be like, yeah, I think Buffalo is the place? I Just think- based on weather and how, you know, domes are so important now and, and getting a Super Bowl and all of those things. I would, th- well, I could say the same thing probably about Green Bay. How, sure. Yeah. Sure. How many different franchises? Would we reconsider if you said Buffalo, you'd probably say, well, you got to have a dome stadium. Uh, And I'm not saying that they don't like deserve one or that it's not an awesome place. I'm just saying that the way that the business model works now, it doesn't it seems like it would be a stretch. Well, Green Bay would go, uh, wait, where's Green Bay? Maybe you you think about the NFL now and you'd be like, where would we be without Green Bay and Lambeau? But I think if you were just starting, yeah, I could see where there'd be a couple places where you'd go. Hmm. Okay. We wouldn't we wouldn't have doubts about Vegas where we did before. We'd be like, of course, you got to put a play, you know, a team in Vegas. You know, all the gambling that's going on there. Put a dome stadium there. You're good. Yes. Or uh, Paulie. Yeah. Like Green Bay, Wisconsin, I think it's just over 100,000 people. So to put that in perspective, that would be like Fargo, North Dakota, getting an NFL team. They're 125,000 <laughs> Cedar Rapids, Iowa. They don't have a team, I don't think. And they're 130,000. That, those are some mediums. You're from Dayton, right, Dan? Yeah. About a buck thirty-seven, one hundred thirty-seven thousand people. That's bigger than uh, Green Bay. We could support it. Are you going to work on that? No. no we got the Bengals. We don't need them. 
Got the Bengals. That'd be great if, though, like uh, Evansville, Indiana got a team. What's the poll question today, Todd? Or is Seton going to do that now that he's back? We've got a few poll questions. Oh, okay. So, Seton, you're not capable of doing the poll question today? Okay. All right. You're battling. No, you know, I'm happy to. Uh, Todd seems very excited to do the poll question, though. So, Okay. All right. After last night's game in Seattle, I think the 49ers will reach the Super Bowl, will win the Super Bowl, will win a playoff game, are a good story but won't do anything in the playoffs. Hmm. I would say we'll win a playoff game. I'd be cautiously optimistic here. I still think the Eagles are the best team. And I, it comes down to what I said. If you get into a shootout, is Brock Purdy going to be able to put up big numbers there? And you may not need to with that defense. What else do you have? John Morant reminds me of MJ, AI, Kobe, easy. Why do we have to compare him to anyone? <laughs> oh, I'm... Sure, he's got some traits of all of those guys, but i he's unique. Um, I guess Iverson because of the size, athleticism, but uh, he just he's more athletic than AI. And uh, he had triple-double last night. Uh, I'd say a little bit like Iverson. Maybe Jordan in there, a little Kobe sprinkled in for good measure. Uh, Seton, do you have any poll questions today? I was looking forward to reading Todd's poll questions as Todd, actually. <laughs> oh. Well, there's two more. He could read the third and fourth if I Like if I was to say, should college athletes be considered student employees? Sure, you could say that. Come on now. No, they're not. Mm. No? You want to give the backstory on that, Todd? Um, there was a story I was reading yesterday with, that involved the Pac-12 and USC and UCLA, and there's this push to try to get players to unionize and be considered as employees of schools, and they should be beyond NIL and transfer portals and all this, that they should be considered employees of schools and get more money and all the benefits that come with working for the school, not just being an athlete on the school. And that's why that's just a third of four polls. Yes, Paul. I, I can put this to bed. Their status as student-athletes hasn't changed. The schools aren't paying them. They're not being paid by the athletic department of the school. They're static. They're getting outside money. They're they're just the same as they were five years ago. They're they're scholarship athletes, and there's no difference except they get nil money. Yes, he. I um watched the Fab Five documentary last night, mm. or well, probably yesterday afternoon. Don't I guess. tell me how it ends. Um, yeah, well, I took the opportunity to educate my son a little bit since we're both sick. Mm. I'm like, buddy, this is a team that you need to know about, mm. and it was really shocking how. Um, obviously it's dated, but you know how people talk about being on the wrong side of history? Some of the commentary coming out around that time was just so stupid. Um, and it was like so obviously wrong now looking back all these years later. And you could kind of see some of that, it feels like, with this whole student-athlete, student-employee thing. Like, oh, okay, you want to be paid? Oh, okay, well, uh, how about we call you employees now then? And it's like, what is it? <laughs> Is it really that serious? Is it really that like these kids obviously deserve to be paid? But why do we have to do these funny things about, whoa, okay, why don't we call you employees? And what about your taxes? Who's doing your taxes for you? Like, what the heck? And you wonder about how much money the Fab Five could have made back then with just merchandise. They could have gone off on their own and just say, called the, the brand Fab Five and, you know, created clothes there. 
Oh, they were talking about how like these dude, they're Michigan selling cologne, Michigan selling like they had everything you could possibly <laughs> sell. All of a sudden, you know, that obviously it's famous now, but the Nike black socks are flying off the shelves, yeah. all of this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people are like, hey, can I borrow 20 bucks for some gas money? But, you know, I always thought that the Fab Five got too much credit for the baggy shorts and the black socks. That's what Jordan was wearing before that. But they did it as a team. And it became almost their signature. Yes. He well, and they say that in the thing. They were like, we want it to look like Michael Jordan, yeah. not like these other dudes. <laughs> like that's we wanted Michael Jordan shorts, but baggier. Yeah. But also, you know, they looked at those kids and they're like, oh, they're gangsters. They're thugs because look how they look what they're wearing and how Jordan was wearing it. And everybody loved Jordan, but the Fab Five, it's like, oh, look at that. They're disrespect. That's disgraceful. You don't wear your uniform like that. Meanwhile, the best player in the world was wearing his uniform like that. Let's take a break. It's a media creation. It has to do with the Cowboys. We'll have that story for you coming up next. Dan Patrick Show. Masterclass. Make sure you sign up for this. You still have time. It's one of those if you go, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get him. Masterclass. Because you can learn from over 180 world-class instructors. You have James Cameron helping you make a film. You have Richard Branson helping you create a business. How about take cooking lessons with Gordon Ramsay? All of these things. You can do all of those. And you can do it. Unlimited access to online classes from the world's best. Anytime, anywhere, at your own pace. By the way, if you get Masterclass, you give that gift. The second membership is free. Cinematic, on-demand videos short enough to fit into your everyday life. Watch from your phone, your tablet, your living room, or just listen on the go in audio mode. This year, give somebody what they've always wanted with a Masterclass membership and get the second one for yourself free. How about that? The gift that keeps giving. Go to masterclass.com slash Patrick today. Masterclass.com slash Patrick. Limited time only. Terms do apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We have a trio of games tomorrow. Don't sleep on those games. And uh, one of the games will be uh, the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Rich Eisen will be on the call. NFL Network, he'll be there with Kurt Warner, Steve Weish, Stacey Dales. That's at 4.30 Eastern on NFL Network. What are your plans in Cleveland right now? What do you got coming uh, this, up? This is how we do it, Dan. <laughs> um, you know, we're just sitting here waiting to talk to the Ravens later today. Okay. Um, just uh, I've got my prep work. I've rest my, rested my laptop on my prep work right now. Okay. I've literally taken time out of my prep work. Ooh. So I could make sure we have this conversation. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on the agenda today? No, I'm I'm here to work, Dan. I'm here to work. This is a working trip. I'm not gonna mm. I'm not gonna do anything other than focus on the task at hand. Wow, you're a professional. You know? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Lead pipe wielding. <laughs> Lead pipe wielding. You are That's a professional. Let's guess. Yeah. Since Rich doesn't have time to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Rich <sighs> Rich Eisen's favorite <sighs> band all Tom? time. Yes. Todd, I'm going to start with you. The Eagles. All right. Seton O'Connor. I'm going to say Coldplay. Coldplay. Marvin. The Smiths. Smith. Uh, Paulie. I'm trying to guess Rich's age. I'm going to oh, go safe on. pick and go U2. U2. Okay. <clears throat> Rich, uh, you're... I'm, I'm more of an individual. Uh, first of all, not to, not to pick nits, but it's just Eagles. Uh, Fritzy, <laughs> not the not Eagles. The Eagles. Look at any of their album covers. Eagles, Randall Cunningham like the and old, the Eagles, like the old Skydome. Just, it's just, and it's not Bronx. It's the Bronx. I'm sorry, that's just something. And I, it's, I, and I, it's I not the NFL Network. It's NFL Network, and it's Correct, not Dan. the Golf Channel. It's Golf Channel. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You got to know when there's a the. Oh, you got to know when there's not, or in the case of Ohio State, since I am in the oh, state, the, the, the it's okay. not the, it's the, it's difficult to try and keep track, but okay. if, if anyone was closest enough. I'm going to say, uh, here, hey, here's my guess. Okay. Billy Joel. That's it. Well, I'm from Staten Island. I'm from Staten Island. Todd, Billy Joel. and you love Billy Joel. I don't know how I messed that up. I'm from Staten Island. How could I not I mean, guess Billy Joel? Born in Brooklyn, raised in Staten Island. That, that's, <laughs> of course. Uh, but Coldplay, if there was a band, Seton was closest. Okay. Coldplay. All right. Fair yeah. enough. I'm looking at the over-under. It's 38 points for the Ravens and the Browns. 
I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. This is NFL Network. Uh, we just only have – we're getting close. Entertainment it's on the purposes. Line. Entertainment that, purposes that in, only. That, in, that information is now only on the graphics. Remember remember when Berman would do his two-minute drill and he would – or his Swami picks? It'd take five minutes be, to do the two-minute drill. The six-and-a-half-minute drill. <laughs> um, there would always be like that arrow, that carrot that was next to a team, even if the, that wasn't the team that Chris was predicting to win. You know, NFL Network, blah, NFL Network now has the information on the bottom line. We're working our way up from the bottom of the screen. It's on that scroll. It will say minus three, minus two and a half, O slash U on our graphic. We're not there yet. So I, I am not. Fully where all I know is that Tyler Huntley, it looks like, is going to start this game. Okay. And um, Deshaun Watson um, has only one offensive touchdown to his credit since returning. So, you know, uh, one would think that this game would be points challenged. I mean, Mark Andrews hasn't scored a touchdown in a month and a half for him. So I, I don't I don't know if that's what you're asking. Do you get to uh, have access to Deshaun Watson? Yeah, well, there was a Cleveland Browns team Zoom with the crew yesterday. Uh, I was um, on my show and traveling, so I wasn't part of that. I do have access to it, and that's part of my prep work today. But, yes, there was access to him. I did not speak with him yet, though. The game will be on NFL Network tomorrow at 4.30 Eastern, Browns and the Ravens. Give me the scenarios here that play out for Brock Purdy and the 49ers and what they mean for next year for Brock Purdy well, and the Niners? Uh, it really depends. I guess the the scenario is he's going to host, uh, he's going to play a playoff game at home. Um, and right now that um, game would be against, if I use the phrase properly from what I heard before, your commanders, Dan, yeah. um, or the Giants, or the team we just saw them beat last night, or the Lions. Um, that That's basically it. You know, those are the teams that they're going to face. I don't think anybody from the NFC South is going to put it together to put uh, significantly enough to put two teams uh, from that division in. So one would think that's the so-called winnable game. It's entirely possible that they do get up to the two seed in time and and then have the Vikings come to them or they go to the Vikings. You know, that that's possibly it uh, unless there's a shock. Um, at the bottom of the um, – and somebody shocks the Vikings and then suddenly the Cowboys stroll into their building. But it's most likely going to be their building. So he's got one, if not maybe two home games in the playoffs in front of him. And the way that defense is playing and the throws that he's making, even the third down throw late last night that he made to Ayuk, he hit him in the hands and Ayuk dropped it. I yeah. mean, he is really locked in. In terms of last year, next year, it really depends on how deep he goes and and how much the locker room loves him. And Shanahan's going to have to make that decision. You just saw the Jets do what they did to their second overall pick, uh, chosen in front of Trey Lance. I, I think if you have a coach and a GM that can survive an ownership group or person looking at them saying, "Boy, did you blow that draft choice? We're 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 going to get all upset about it." that's not San Francisco, so they could do whatever the hell they want, it seems. Yeah, it felt like if Jimmy G got that team to the NFC title game of the Super Bowl, they would be bringing him back. Well, now, if Brock Purdy can do the same thing, there's no need to bring Jimmy G back, but then you're going to have a couple of 22-year-olds. Brock Purdy turns 23. 
but that to me is an. I guess it's a good problem to have. But I oh, wonder, yeah. can Brock Purdy win this job moving yeah. forward? I think so. It really also, like, like I said, it depends on what the locker room um, scene is, and that's a, again a, the the only analogy I can make. And even though you know the Niners can win the Super Bowl this year, and it doesn't appear that the Jets can put to something together, it's clear that Mike White has captured that locker room. It's yeah. clear that they love him. And so this is part of the the decision-making that you need to to, to go through. And I, I think Purdy can not only win the Super Bowl this year, but the job next year. I mean, why not? It's a, it's a, a win-now league. And then down the road, you have to take in the, the consideration of hot seats and internal politics, and it doesn't appear the Niners have that. Help me understand the Micah Parsons bulletin board material with uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. He was with Von Miller and yeah, and, on the Von cast. Yeah, the Von cast. He calls it the Von cast. Yes, um, that's what he calls it. Did you did did I miss bulletin board material here? Uh, that he he wouldn't allow that it's Jalen Hurts that's taking this team and putting it in a different level. That it's the system. Um, he called him a system quarterback is what he basically called him. And then, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I think, you know, this is definitely something that the Eagles will just internalize and use in the next week and a half. Um, right now, I, I don't think it really means very much, but this is all we're going to be talking about next week leading up to, to this game is can the Philadelphia Eagles close the door on the Cowboys and the division? Or will that still be an open question and something that we can think about going into January when they play their playoff games? I didn't I, mean, I didn't think he marginalized Jalen Hurts. I think he 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 complimented him. He talked about it, but he said, look, this is it's it's just about twenty two guys and I'm a defensive guy. We're not giving credit to the Eagles defense there. Sure. And I I mean I know system quarterback firsthand calling Alex Smith the system quarterback, and I don't, I don't think he's over it yet with me. But I think what – I mean, Jalen Hurts is his own system. I, I just didn't yeah. – you know, I, I, I didn't see – it's because it's the Cowboys and it's Micah Parsons saying it, therefore it felt like it was going to be illuminated a little bit more than somebody else. I, I – I think so, but Jalen Hurts has the second most rushes in the NFL for first downs. The second most number of times he has touched the football and created a first down for his team, and he leads the league in passer rating. He's an MVP, and you yes. don't sit around and say that, well, the MVP is really the MVP because he's part of the most valuable system. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where you you have the needle rip off the record a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I mean, where the eye test also shows you what's going on in Philadelphia. And for him, like if he was saying playing Mahomes, he wouldn't say that, or Allen, he wouldn't say that. He wouldn't say that even about Burrow right now. You know, this is this is also a guy who, as we know, how he was born into the league, how he went through his time at Alabama, and the conversation about him always was that he had to give way to Tua, or he was just a, a one-year stopgap from Kyler Murray to Lincoln Riley's next guy at Oklahoma, that he always, the problem with him is 
his ceiling wasn't high enough. He would always hit his head on the ceiling, and now he's ripped the roof off of Philadelphia. Oh, so I, I think I, that's part of it. I hope that's he wins part of what's the MVP. Play here. Yeah, I hope he right. wins the MVP. Uh, I think it'd be a great story there. But I, I just, I, I was listening to and trying to put it in context. It didn't sound as inflammatory as no. I, you know, I get it. it yeah, he didn't come biggest, out and basically say the guy stinks. The biggest right. storyline of the NFL is not about a game this weekend. It's about a game the following weekend. I didn't know. I didn't think it warranted that. But that's just me, you know, being a. So are you? I thought I had the game of you. What if I called my my game America's game <laughs> of the week just to just to do? What do you think? Well, would you say who decides what is America's game of the week? Would you call it the? No, the it's Ohio. Okay, it's It's the. the, Yeah, you can. I'm trying to be respectful here. I'm trying to be respectful with my team being the second ranked team in college football playoffs. The North America game of the week. Sure, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. My game day morning's going against the World Cup final. I might as well just make it completely international and say it's the world's game of the week. Well, that's where Fox was trying, you know, because Football Night in America. Yeah. And then Fox wanted to compete with them and then come up with a, you know, America's game. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, but it it's not. It's not even Fox's only game when they call it America's game. What if you're on another crew and you're like, "What? what are, what's going on? What do you mean?" I don't get too caught up in it, but um, yeah, you know. Well, as you know, I'm the guy who always notices who's got the shoulder on me in the group PR photos. Like, I'm, I need to maybe get out of my own skull, Dan. Uh, yes, Paulie. Dan, uh, Rich is a lifelong Jets fan. Is that correct? That's correct, sir. Breaking yeah. news. Uh, Jets doctors will not clear Mike White for contact before Sunday's game versus Detroit. Hence, Zach Wilson will start against the Lions. Back to you. Okay. Wow. Is that so, huh? Yeah. They won't clear him for uh, for contact. Yeah. Well, I guess this is it. This is Zach Wilson's time. This is it. <laughs> this is honest. I mean, this... What else can I say other than the fact that the Jets fans can't have nice things? Okay, you know, let me talk do? to the... Quentin Williams limps off. I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Let me talk to the Jets fan, Rich Eisen, here. Hey, you know what? Uh, Zach Wilson's <laughs> yes, going to start this weekend against the Lions, Rich. This, this guy. This guy. <laughs> this guy. That guy. That guy. That guy, huh? We got to put a reset on this guy. Well, it's time to unset the reset, huh? <laughs> we'll see what happens against uh, against the lot. By the way, uh, uh, the, the Lions should should win this game. They're going up against the backup Jets quarterback, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what to say other than the fact that this. Hey, look, the kid was told to get a reset. Uh, they put him up to number two for a reason, and now it's time. You saw how um, Mike White has been able to um, find. Um, Garrett Wilson to the point where Garrett Wilson's being talked about the offensive rookie of the year going into this week. Yeah. And then you've got um, uh, Elijah Moore, proof of life. I mean, like the, when when Elijah Moore was uh, uh, playing with Zach Wilson, proof of life, he had to hold up a newspaper to make sure it was that day, <laughs> you know. So we'll see. Have fun. Have fun in Cleveland. I will. I will. I'm looking forward to seeing this large elf on the field. I've only talked about it. I will be there. And Kurt Warner is yet to confirm 
uh, or deny that he's wearing that silver puffy jacket. So um, these are many different ways and reasons to tune in. I want to know what's the jacket that he turned down when he put on the <laughs> silver puffy jacket. The one who's like, yeah, that's too audacious. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that one. Get out. Walk around a little bit in, uh, in downtown right, Cleveland, okay? I will do that. Thanks, right. man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Hi, man. Right. That's uh, Rich Eisen. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. David Spade's podcast with Dana Carvey called Fly on the Wall, where Saturday Night Live alumni take you behind the scenes, reminisce, 
about the most memorable moments and uh, their friends of the show. You can find it, iHeartRadio. It's the uh, Podcast of the Year Award. It's up for that. How about Variety's Best New Podcast? And the 25th anniversary of Chris Farley's death, his friends, Dana Carvey and David Spade, hosted a uh, special two-part tribute on their Fly on the Wall podcast. Uh, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Conan O'Brien, Mike Myers were all featured. Who came up with the idea to uh, do a 25th anniversary? Uh, It it sort of crept up from the fans that were writing in saying, what are you going to do for this? Because... You know, obviously, Chris comes up in a lot of stories about SNL when we have different hosts on or different cast members. So, but we haven't had a show about him. And, you know, we've done about 50, 60 shows. So I didn't know that this was like a big anniversary. It just seems like way. Yeah. It's it's 25 years. And I would have guessed 15. I don't know. You know, those things just, yeah, I don't know if I block it out or what, but I knew it was December and I'm. And then we just said, hey, the last one of the year, maybe we should do that. And it turned into two episodes because, you know, uh, when we contacted some of the old friends of his and people that were around, you know, like a movie producer or his mom, we just were trying to sort of make it more of a wide net. And more people wanted to do it than we could actually bring in. So we just started it and then it went too long. So we did another one and then we just stopped. But it, it's it was an interesting you know, interesting for, for a newer generation, I think, is nice, too. A lot of people don't even know him anymore. You know, that that's sort of a problem with me being 75 years old <laughs> is that um, there's, you know, I try to brag about things and no one even knows. I, I, I wondered how much you wanted to do this, where you take a trip down memory lane, because you you've shared stories about Chris. Yeah. But I mean, it's got to be painful as well. Yeah, I mean, you keep. You keep it on a surfacey level because I have to say it might cross my mind every single day. There, there's a, a for different reasons, and you get yourself to not be sad about it. You know, I had a best friend when I was 21 get, died in a car accident, and that really rocked me because no one really had died in my life, you know. And then suddenly everyone was dropping. It was like my stepdad, and then and then another friend at school, and then and then someone committed suicide, and so I started to go, oh, this is like. I'm not even that old. I was 21, 22. I'm like, this can happen around you. And so you're never quite braced for it. And then Chris was a really big one. And so I don't try to get to the level. I think people bring him up a lot to me, of course. And uh, it's always positive and people are always happy to talk about him. Um, I think in the podcast, there's waves where almost everybody chokes up. Like there's waves where we joke, we try to keep it light, but you just can't help it, you know? And I think you guys talk about he was unhateable. I think you talked to Chris <laughs> yeah, Rock. I think, that, like, I think Chris said that, yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody loved Farley. What For those who may not be as familiar with Chris Farley, yeah. how would you describe? A jolly, <laughs> a, 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 one of the big physical comedians, likable, lots of different funny moves, a great voice. Um very sweet guy from Wisconsin that, you know, uh, tried to emulate the old SNL greats. He was a big Belushi fan, big Akron fan and Bill Murray. And, you know, um, when he got one time, we realized he was wearing Belushi's pants in a sketch in the back. It says Belushi, you know, they write it in of like, who's 
wardrobe and the wardrobe has been there the whole time. So we were both sort of freaking out going, Oh my God, these are his. And you can find a sketch he wore. So he kept them and then he would wear them under his regular monster sized pants. <laughs> and, um, and I go, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if physically you can. And he goes, no, no, this is good luck. This is Belushi, the guy. And so we have Jim Belushi on the podcast. And that's where it got more emotional because it's his brother. Now, this is one of my best friends and all of us that we talked on the show. We're very close to him. But when you get Jim talking about his brother, John, and how John was Chris's idol and Jim had to shake Chris and say, you can't, you're going to die. You can't do this. This ended badly for my brother. I don't want it to happen again. And, you know, people that are, that are on uh, addicted things and all that, you know, you, 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 people say, why don't you help them? I mean, I spent years. It just, they, they resent you at a certain point. So it leads to friction, you know, but Jim was very sweet actually to come on and, and, and dig because it got emotional with him, of course. Yeah, and I know you've talked about that, that it's like, hey, you saw it happening in front of you, but yeah. it it didn't matter. Like, Chris, no, Chris wasn't going to listen to you. And he said, like Jim said, John Belushi, uh, who people, if they don't know Chris, they really don't know John. <laughs> they, uh, he was just another great that we grew up with that we couldn't believe. So f- cool and funny. And when he... Uh, he had a different set of friends at the end. And I think that's was, was part of the disconnect with all of us, with Chris, you know, if even Adam would go see him, you know, he's like, he was with a couple guys I didn't know, you know, that that's what happens. Oh yeah. You just have, when we would walk down the street and someone would go, Hey, and it's like 1am we have to work the next morning. And on the streets in New York, people were like Spade, Farley, Hey, have a drink with us. And he'd go, okay. And we're like, Oh, <laughs> and then he, even the people were like, oh, I was sort of kidding. And then he climbs over the little bear. Hey, I mean, uh, scoot over. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll see it work. But, and he would get mad if you didn't finish your drink. Like we'd be at a table and he would block me and go, you finished that goddamn drink. I go, Chris, we're, we're working in six hours. I, I'm already drunk. I, no, no. And so he'd go around the table and just slam everybody's drink and then leave. And I go, okay, we, we have a situation here. How many outtakes are there from Tommy Boy? <laughs> um, Tommy Boy was, you were almost deliriously tired. Uh, the good news is they weren't really on our ass like they are in, reg- in movies now. They, they just said, these two are kind of funny. Shove them up to Toronto. And let's just see what happens. And so everyone's kicking in jokes. No one's saying no. But how much of a script did you have for Tommy Boy? We had a script. You know, it's a script about brake pads, which is really not hysterical. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, we could never pitch it. Is it, it the warm. greatest brake pad movie? It is of one all- of the best. Okay. All right. All right. One of the one best. One of the top, yeah, <laughs> about Ohio and brake pad combo. And sales. And so... We would just say, hey, this scene's a little flat. You know, what if you had a clip-on tie? We mentioned that. Or let's do that housekeeping joke we do in the hotel. Or let's do your fat guy in a little coat <laughs> bit that you bore me with, with every day. And so we would work those in not knowing. And that's that was us learning later that the deer in the back seat, <laughs> if you've seen the movie, was the highest testing part of the movie. And 10 years later... It's not the number one thing you think about. It's just jokes and little scenes and lines, you know. I would think the you know the ripping your uh, sports. Car. <laughs> no, those are those are bigger overall down the line. But when you test an audience to see if they're laughing right that second, that one takes a couple of viewings to seep in. When your hair f- 
flies back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So that one, I said, I, it might be too corny if I'm super bald. So we did, we did one where, you know, you have to put a bald cap on. Everyone thinks I'm still bald. <laughs> you know, fine. I took it for the movie. I took one for the team. But then you have to put a wig over your bald cap, which takes two hours. And then it didn't look real enough. So we had to fly back to goddamn Toronto one more time to say, <laughs> I said, it is worth it. I hate it. But if it's for a joke, I will do it. But I don't want to. But I go, OK, let's just go full Monty bald head. Like, let's just. And then is a huge fan. I don't know. It turned out really funny. Um, and there's one where Rob Lowe's shirt, we talked to him where it sucks off his body. And I was there watching that day. And then I went, I left. I go, how are they even going to do that? They did it with a wire and stuff, and it looks so hilarious. I couldn't believe it. We're talking to David Spade. Uh, the, yeah, you are. The podcast with Dana Carvey is called Fly on the Wall. Yeah. I was watching John Candy in Planes, yeah. Trains the other oh day. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I, I don't think he embraced his size as part of his humor, whereas Chris— As much. Yeah. yeah. And I wondered if Chris— regretted that that it, it became more physical that you know would he have become like a john candy type of comedian is that you fair? know i think i think he would have toned it down because he wanted to do more dramatic stuff and uh i think he would have had to you can't you know you can't just fall through tables at all times but john candy was similar in the way very lovable very uh very fun thing about him um and very likable. And, and, he, and he was he's a very funny dude. He was one of our favorites, too, everybody. Uh, and so he went a little early uh, himself. Uh, that was a tough one. Um, but Chris, I think, realized that's what gets you there. You know, it's funny on SNL. You, you, you're, you're trying to get a hook. You know, you're trying to uh, separate yourself from the 23 cast members or whatever. And uh, by the way, Nick Cannon just had his 24th. <laughs> Uh, in a related story that just popped up on my phone. Yeah, it's 23rd uh, at last hour, but it is 24th. Yes. Okay. And the next one's in the chamber, <laughs> in the on-deck circle. Uh, so so we had all our our people, and then you go, you're, I'm trying to be, I, my hook s- turns into the sarcastic guy, right? The Hollywood Minute guy. Chris's fat guy fall down. Uh, Sandler's. Is, and then you spend the rest of your time in SNL trying to erase it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you go, I finally got a reason for people to watch me. And then you go, well, that's not the only thing I do. I go, I don't only do this. And they go, what else do you do? I go, I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> we found out quickly. Well, congrats on it. Uh, the 25th anniversary of uh, Chris's death with uh, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Conan O'Brien, Mike Myers, uh, Jim Belushi. Bo Derek. Oh. I remember Bo Derek when she came to the set. I was so floored that she was from the movie 10 and she was like a international phenomenon. Yeah. Like, stunner, very sweet. I sort of shied away from her because I was, I don't know if pipsqueak's the right word, but I was... Uh, an unfamous Pips Week, so I stayed away from her, is intimidated. Of course, Farley goes right in. How are you? Good, good, good. You know, I will tell you that I had a, um, by the way, I'm going to Milwaukee for my tour next year. That's my first thing in uh, January, and I have never been to in some town, Milwaukee, Madison, all that stuff. So I'm going out there. That'll be that'll be really fun because I'll have a lot of those people. I haven't, I've always heard about Milwaukee, you know. Uh, anyway, I... 
Oh yeah, well, I had a, I had a foam machine. I had a, I'll let you go. I know you got to talk about you know Kyler Murray or whatever. <laughs> so um, I no, uh, no those um, are your Cardinals. Those aren't mine. Listen, I know you got a big segment about turf toe. <laughs> anyway, um, did so you? I, did, would you have hit on Bo Derek if you were a no. little bit more established? No, because of my SDE. <laughs> Oh, you have small figured out small yeah. energy. No, no, but I did just copyright that. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I had a phone machine once. That Not had, many guys you know, talk about SDE, you know. No. Like, like Pete Davidson is. Uh, no, he, he's got. No, I don't think they get. They they want the SDE big, out there. Big DE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hey, keep so your hang head on. Up. This is the keep... last story. Okay. All right. Over. All right. Hurry up. I had this phone machine and it had a recorder on it. And so I got all my messages from everybody from SNL when they'd call. Farley would go, Deep Speed, as I live and free. And then everyone would do like bits, Sandler, Rock, everyone when they called, Norm, Mike Myers, Dana, Dennis. And then I was going to do something with them all. And then someone uh, unplugged it and erased them all. I had them for 10 years and someone erased them all. Anyway, great story. Tyler Murray. (laughs) By the way, uh, David's with Ray Romano in Las Vegas tonight and tomorrow. Tonight. That's where I'm going right now. While you you tra-la-la around the studio, I'm out there busting my home. Yeah. Uh, It's great great to see you. (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you for having me. Okay. Yeah, send me a link. Okay, thanks. (laughs) That's David Spade. Oh. Fly on the Wall is what it's called, the podcast with Dana Carvey. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 